Hey there, architecture enthusiast. Nikita Reed here, inviting you on an incredible journey through time and space with my podcast, Tangible Remnants. Historic preservation and sustainability? Let's go ahead right now and debunk the myth that they are opposites. In fact, they are two sides of the same coin, shaping our collective future. In a work environment, it has been challenging because I've had to probably do more than double just to make sure that I quote unquote fit in. But the environments that have allowed me to do me on the front end, I've been extremely successful. You look at all these PhDs, they've built that on the backs of our elders. Absolutely. What they consider themselves to be experts at is what they've worked with us to achieve. I know we have to. We have to prioritize people before products and before place. Join me as we unravel the stories of historic buildings shaped by the people of a specific era and often influenced by race and gender. These tangible remnants are windows into our past and guideposts for the future. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe now to Tangible Remnants. Let's explore the interconnectedness of architecture, preservation, sustainability, race, and gender. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of She Builds Podcast, where we typically share the untold stories of historical women in the building and construction industry. I'm Jessica Rogers, packing up my apartment in Washington, D.C., so yes, next season, I will be coming to you from sunny South Florida. Woo! Yeah. I'm Nardini Rivas, celebrating National Only Child Day in Houston, Texas. I'm not a legit only child. I kind of am on my mom's side, but I think I have a lot of only child traits. The good ones, like being the coolest. <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing, Lizzie? Who are you? And thinking highly of oneself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Lizzie Rar, ready to order pizza for dinner in San Francisco. All right, ladies, here we are. Another great season in the books. Yeah, we made it to episode 50. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the drill by now. At the end of the season, we like to do a wrap up of what we learned these last nine episodes. Yeah. So typically we have nine ladies, three stories each for us to tell. But this season we did a few things differently. Norjidi, you did your three ladies. I did four because I added another lady in episode 45. I know. And Alyssa. But Lizzie, you only did two. Explain yourself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Miss Overachiever, I decided to do four ladies, which we still have nine (laughs) ladies. So that's not really a change, you know? (laughs) That's true. I think you need to explain yourself with going (laughs) above and beyond, you know? Okay. You've done this before. (laughs) This is a pattern that's forming. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, okay. I get. I don't know if I should explain now. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Wait your turn. Yeah. (laughs) Wait your turn. Okay. No, but originally I wrote the episode for Florence Knoll as one episode, but after we went through it together, 
you both were like, mm, this is real long. So you both suggested that I split it into two, which worked out well because I didn't really want to cut any of the information I found about her. But it meant I didn't get to write an episode about Lin Huiyin, which I was really bummed about. But we'll just have to do an episode on her in a future season. So future episode alert that's what happens yeah i was also left wanting more and i wanted to learn about lynn so i look forward to learning about her in the future okay jessica now you can explain yourself yes why did you do four ladies okay yes so i did two ladies in episode 45 Ina and Alyssa. okay so Ina's story to me was just cut short she died so young and after her death, Alvar still produced some pretty notable works. So, like we mentioned in episode 45, Alvar took naps, so the work still needed to get done. <laughs> Enter Alyssa. So that's why I would have proposed to do another episode on just Alyssa, making it episode 46. But I actually couldn't find enough information on her to dedicate a whole episode on her. But her story still needed to be told, so combining the two just made sense. Yeah, at first I wish they would each get their own episode, but then once you explained your reasons, I understood, and that stood out to me, the juxtaposition of their stories told next to each other. I thought it made for a different and interesting episode. So good job, Jessica. Mm, thanks. What were other things that stood out to you this season? I really liked learning about the partnerships of these various ladies. I also liked that we had a mix of women who were the more famous ones in the partnership and women who were overshadowed by their partners. I think that was interesting to kind of compare those two. Obviously, I don't like to hear about women not getting their flowers. But like I said, I think it's interesting to learn about the context of history that some of these women were able to be known for their achievements, even in such a male dominated time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think what stood out to me and I guess what was exciting was just getting the full story of some of our favorite projects like the Eames House and all of the Frank Lloyd Wright projects, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Mahoney Griffin was really interesting because she was involved in two partnerships, one strictly business and the other with her husband. And Charlotte Perriand was in a very professional relationship with Le Corbusier. Thank goodness. And <laughs> I mean, she can do so much better than Corb. And she did because in the <laughs> end, her greatest collaborator was her daughter. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. It was interesting to see different types of partnerships. They weren't all romantic power couples, which when we began the season, I thought they would all be. We had all sorts of partnerships, even though not all the episodes featured romantic couples, but the ones that did, but they were juicy. This season, we had to get a little bit saucy. The beauty of folks sending letters to each other. Ugh. And we were able to get the evidence of their affairs. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, this season got a little juicier than others have in the past. Yeah, that's true. I can't decide if it's just because we were talking about a lot of romantic partnerships or if it was just coincidentally dramatic. <laughs> I mean, love can make you do some crazy things, right? But okay. Anyway, okay. So a question. Out of our romance stories, which one would you want their love stories turn into a soap opera slash TV show? So as a refresher, here are the romantic couples that we had. We had Dora God, Shakuntala, Aina and Alyssa Alto, 
We had Ray Eames, Marion with her hubby Walter, Aline Saarinen, and of course, Florence. Norjidi, who would you pick? I would watch a show on Saarinen, just saying. Hmm. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. If you guys don't know why, then you need to listen to episode 46. I think I'd like to watch a show about Marion Manny Griffin, but about her mm. navigating all of the drama that Frank started. I think it would be interesting to see her first working for him and his, the office and his antics, and then how he up and left and left her in the office to finish everything for him. Meanwhile, she's consoling her bestie, Frank's wife. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From a friend perspective, I think that would be the the most interesting, like a good like friend, mm -hmm. uh, friendship storyline too. And I'm sorry, Nojiri, but Shakuntala and Dora didn't bring enough drama and sauce for it to be a show that I would watch. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> wow. I'm totally okay with that. But I bet that Shonda Rhimes could find some drama and make it work. Find it, create it, it could work. I mean, Shonda is one of the greatest showrunners of all time. If she produced it, maybe I would reconsider my response. <laughs> Watching a show on Aino and Alyssa, like you mentioned in our episode 45, would give weird creeper vibes because of Alvar seeking an Aino 2.0 in his second wife, making them look alike and stuff. Yeah. That was so weird. But, that was very yeah. weird. And when I saw the pictures, like when you put up the episode mm -hmm. and saw the pictures, it was so strange. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Strange. Mm-hmm. Scary. Now, a Saranen drama would be good, but in that spirit, I would want a spinoff to talk about Eames because it got a little steamy between Charles and Ray at the beginning. So that would be my pick. Well, actually, in that same breath, I'm I want to have a spinoff on Florence. Not a romance. Like, she just needs her own show. Yes, yes, that's very true. She was the connector of everyone. Our whole season was actually really connected, especially through Cranbrook and the Saranens. It mm, was. Yeah. That was such a strange coincidence. Or maybe it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they were all part of the same social circles and they were wealthy and whatnot. So maybe it's natural that they shared networks, connections, opportunities and ambition. I think that would also be one of my favorite parts, too, though. I mean, Eileen and Arrow named one of their kids Eames. I think it only made sense that all of these great people would be friends with one another, actually. Yeah, I feel like that definitely says a lot. And we talked about how Florence and Arrow were really close friends for their entire lives, too. So almost romantical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they never were. <laughs> but they never were. You know what else I found to be a strange coincidence? How many widowers we had. It almost felt like it was a curse at the height of their power coupleness. Dora, Aline, Alvar, Florence all lost their partner. Did this happen to Ray too? I don't remember. Yes. Uh, Ray lost her partner too at the height of their career. That's really weird. Yes. It did seem like everyone was dying real young, or at least like the husbands were, right? Yes. And to add to this strange coincidences, for Charles, he was only 71 when he passed. But if you recall from that episode, Ray would pass away exactly 10 years after him to the day. And she would only be 75. Yeah, that was real weird. Or just like crazy coincidence. Okay, I'm going to change the subject because like mm -hmm. yeah. it's getting a little too weird. Creepy. <laughs> Talking about dead people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about favorite episodes. You know the rules. You got to pick one that you didn't host. Lizzie, why don't you start? 
Mm, Okay. Tough decision, as always. I really loved the episode on Aino and Alyssa because I love Alto and I liked hearing about how they were such a part of those designs. But I also really liked learning about Shakuntala. I was so impressed by how she just created so many things and changed how bridges in India were being constructed. She was very much a person who said, like, if it doesn't exist, then I'm going to do it myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that after Jessica was like, I'm not going to watch your show. Yeah, she's boring. It would be like a documentary. I didn't think she was boring. Unnecessary dis. Okay. <laughs> well, I enjoyed learning about Marion Manny Griffin's trajectory and all the important work she did that, unfortunately, she does not get enough credit for. I mean, just putting up with Frank deserves a freaking medal. <laughs> but then also <laughs> how she pushed her husband to work on the competition to design the new capital city of Australia, Canberra. And they basically won thanks to her renderings and her contribution. So she was so underrated. I was happy we got to highlight her and learn more about her. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I think this was my favorite season. Um, Yep, I'm claiming it. Wow. Because it's so hard. Yeah, I'm claiming it. It's just so hard to decide. Despite me saying I would not watch an episode of Shankutala, Shankutala's story was so interesting because everything she was able to accomplish. Not going to lie, I think I've listened to this episode like a good five times. And I'm just amazed (laughs) by how much of an impact she made in engineering. Her show might be a little bit boring, but our episode is really entertaining. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, Marion is a name that we would have thrown around, but I never heard her full story. But OK, so if I had to pick one, I'm going to have to go with our two parter Florence. I mean, she's just such a pillar in corporate interiors and just interiors today. Her story was just so fascinating. Yeah, she she did a lot, a lot that we didn't know about. So she really did. All right. Before we continue, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Are you over using super outdated software to manage your firm? Are you frustrated juggling all your spreadsheets to get a clear view of where your projects stand today? Monograph to the rescue. Designed by architects for architects, Monograph allows you to track your time, your projects, and your budgets in real time. With their awesome money gant, you can immediately see whether you are under or over budget. Do you need to adjust your projects week to week? Their tool resource allows you to reallocate your team's time and track its impact on your remaining budget. Be proactive with Monograph and learn what else Monograph can do to help you operate your firm by visiting monograph.com. And now back to the show. Okay, Lizzie and Nergity, next question. Whose office would you like to be a fly in the wall? Frank's. Mm-hmm. I would pick Aline. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, girl. Yeah. Well, Oof. I would pick Aline. I would like to see her in action, in professional action, as the head of the informational services. <laughs> I forgot that was her title. It's like, it sounds like a spy agency or something. <laughs> For women only. <laughs> For women only. <laughs> Okay, so it's not really an office, but I would want to be at Cranbrook during all of these affairs going on. I mean, we mentioned a little bit talking about it in her in that episode and like or okay, if I didn't if I wasn't at Cranbrook, I think I'd want to be at Saren's household 
just to see all these rendezvous with the Saranen men and those shindigs. No! (laughs) (laughs) That is specifically the action I would not like to see. Mm -mm. I think I would just get really anxious and annoyed. If I were a fly, I would like fly into their face and be like, get out of here, don't do it! Yeah. Talk about yeah. a buzzkill. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. I think it would be really hard to actually be around when it was happening. I would have enjoyed being a fly on the wall at Cranbrook more because there were so many famous architects and designers who studied and began their careers here. I mean, we've talked about a show about architectural studio would be great, right? Yep. And yep. See, yes. I, so I feel like that's that's I'd rather be a fly on the wall there. <laughs> Okay. Yes, that's true. I mean, there's so many names that we dropped when we were discussing Cranbrook. I mean, heck, we made a whole bingo game just talking about Florence and the connections that she made while being at Cranbrook and well, her life. So, okay, Jessica, I have a question for you. If I know Alyssa, Charlotte and Ray were plants, what plants would they be? The listeners want to know. Chica, you're tugging at my heartstrings. Okay, plant (laughs) folks. I I need to know your thoughts. Okay. Okay. Ooh, this we we gonna get in it. Okay. Ray. I'm gonna give her the Monstera variety, right? Very popular with everybody. Everybody likes her, you know? Yeah. And actually, okay, I'm well, okay, so there's that one. You know, I'm gonna stop here because if not, I will turn this into an hour-long show on which ladies would be which plant. Because then you got to consider the upkeep, which one's high maintenance. Or let's talk about propagation. Could be compared <laughs> to how much work the other produced. Someone, okay, you know what? Someone please stop me. Okay, I had no idea you would go this deep. <laughs> I'm a plant person. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how about this? How about you answer this as a series of reels on Instagram? Show a picture of the lady and then a plant and like a 15 second explanation of your choice. I will watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good idea. Actually, speaking of which, avid followers of our Instagram account, you will notice that we have started introducing Instagram reels, mostly teasers of the episodes that came out. And some are just videos of me making my morning coffee. But yeah, uh, this (laughs) this will be a nice uh, way for you guys to just see us in a different way. And I guess stay tuned for some plant and ladies episodes. <laughs> plant content. <laughs> plant content. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully listeners like seeing us a bit more. Okay. If both of you could ask any of your ladies a question, who would you ask and what would you ask? I think I would ask Aline, who threw the best parties? The Kaufmans? <laughs> Philip Johnson? <laughs> the Serenins? The Myers? The Rockefellers? Like who? where to potty at (laughs) okay so for me i gotta ask my girl charlotte from episode 42 because i want to get the real tea on her thoughts on corbu like firsthand accounts yeah i need to know what happened i'm sure she has a lot to say she better yep Mm -hmm. well next question what are you looking forward to in the next season yes Let's talk about next season's theme, which, by the way, thank you to everyone who voted back in March via our social media accounts. Yes. Okay. so we've always had fun coming up with themes. But when it came to season six, we really just couldn't decide what to pick. So without further ado, next season, we are going to be talking about. Business owners and leaders. Yeah, business owners and leaders. (laughs) Yeah, 
we're excited to talk about women who started their own companies, organizations, foundations, and more. Yeah, we are. Things are brewing over here at She Builds Podcast. We're planning out some awesome ladies to talk about. Yes. And this current season, season five, it definitely gave us a lot of ideas for some future charrettes, too. Yes. In this past season, we were also guests on two great podcasts. One was Practice Disrupted, Episode 70, where we had a chance to discuss how the ladies of our show have disrupted their profession. And the second was By Design, Episode 6, where we got to share our story with Jack Baldwin and discuss our creative process and inspirations together. It's always so much fun to visit other shows and make new friends, so... I really hope we have more opportunities to keep doing that. Yes. Okay. So something else to look forward to is that, well, we have some trips in mind. So you just might catch your girls in the same photos together, be in the same cities and the same time zone. <laughs> just, yeah. Yes. And that should also be a reminder for listeners to make sure you're following our social media if you aren't already. Yes. All right, so now let's visit the Agora. And remember, the Agora is where we share news, big or small. So here we go. We have a lot of Agoras today, ladies. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start. Friend of the show, architect, researcher, and fellow podcaster, Aaron Peavy from Design for Health Podcast, was appointed to the South Dallas Fair Park Opportunity Board. The board's mission is to foster strategic investment in the neighborhoods surrounding Fair Park through providing loans and grants to promote and support economic and human development. How cool is that? Yeah. It's so cool. So great. Okay. So we also want to congratulate all of the 2022 AI Young Architect Award winners. But we want to give a special little shout out to our former panelist, Graciela Carrillo, an advocate for women and immigrants in the profession who began powerful speeches to empower women in the profession of architecture. On the website, she has a great list of resources of women working towards an equitable profession. We are also on the list, hint, hint, wink, wink, which is really special to us to be amongst this great group of ladies. So check out our show notes for a link to that list. Yeah. Woo. Last but certainly not least, we also received an email announcement from our friend Jenny S., she emailed yeah. to let us know that she got promoted to be Arup's West Coast Bridge team leader. Wow. That, yeah. Right? That's amazing. She has just under 10 years of experience and she will be one of the youngest women in leadership and definitely one of only a few that have young children. So pumped for her in this new leadership role and a great segue into our upcoming season's theme. Yes. Ooh, yes. Boss lady Jenny. Big, big boss Jenny. Big boss, boss Jenny. Boss lady Jenny. She's a mama killing it out there. Yeah. Killing it. Okay. These are so great. Congrats to everyone. All right. So listeners, let's continue to share great news from our listeners. So if you have news to share, you know, the tiniest of victories or the biggest, please send them to our email, shebuildspodcast at gmail.com. And let's celebrate your accomplishments together. Woo. All right. It's time to start saying goodbye. Don't forget that She Builds Podcast is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is dedicated to building a better world. If this sounds good to you, listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L Media.com. Please let us know what you thought of our episode and of this season. If you've enjoyed this season, please help us spread the word 
Tell your friends, give us five stars on iTunes, write us a review. You know, this will all help us reach a writer audience and for more people to learn about these amazing ladies with us. We are excited to hear from you and for you to come back and keep learning about women bosses with us. You can email us your thoughts at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our website, shebuildspodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at shebuildspodcast and on Twitter at shebuildspod. As always, we're going on a break while we develop season six, and we'll be back in July. This is a great time to tell your friends about this season, re-listen to your favorite episodes, and start conversations about everyone you've heard about. So this is not goodbye, just to see you later. Until season six. Adios. Bye. Bye. Here are the romantical couples that we got. We got Dorgat, Shakuntala. Aina and Elsa plus Aldo. Or Aina, Elsa, Aldo. No. Isn't it Shakuntala? Let me say this. We got Dorgad, Shakuntala Bagat, Aina, Aino and Elsa, Alto, Ray Ings, Marion. No, Alyssa. <laughs> All of their names wrong. And they're my ladies. Okay. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.